This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Airbnb. I just got invited to the first wedding of the summer. Yeah. Happens to be a gay wedding. Nice. Very excited to attend. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, you make money while you sleep and... While someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her. It's Protector. Yeah, it's like that. It's a thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop we that. We listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. This is Nick. This is Jack. Welcome back. It is Tuesday T-Boy. Tuesday, September 5th, and today's pod, today's pod is the best one yet. Welcome back. You can say that twice, Nick. We've been off for two weeks. I will, Jack. By the way, two weeks of vacation looking very, very good on you, my friend. Thank you. And what a fantastic coincidence, because our first pod back in two weeks happens to be a T-boy. I'm sorry, Jack. One second. Waiter, I'll have what Jack's having. (laughs) Oh, it's a T-boy. Jack, first story. What do we got for the show? Burger King is being sued for false advertising. And so is just about every other fast food company. We're not just complaining about that measly McFlurry. We're now filing complaints about that McFlurry. In court. For our second story, the number one theme to look out for in the stock market this fall. What is it, Jack? The return of the IPO. Yetis, it is back to school for the initial public offering. And our third and final story, two-sport legend Deion Sanders just coached his new college football team to a shocking victory. Deion's success on the football field is a lesson for business. But Yetis, before we hit that fantastic mix of stories. It's just the best mix of stories to come back. We have the best job in business, Jack. Yes, we do. But Yetis, we have great news for you. While we were gone, those two weeks we were off, there was no business news to report. Okay, so Jack and I jumped in T-Boy style. There were no headlines. There were no stock stories. There was not a single market moving movement out there. That's actually why we picked the last two weeks of August for our vacation. It's a dead time. Because Wall Street was hanging in the Hamptons. And Silicon Valley is at Burning Man. Actually, Silicon Valley, they're still stuck at Burning Man. Yeah, they're still at Burning Man. If you're on the playa, we're feeling for you. We're thinking of you, Venture Capital. But we're back, and so is the news, and so is this pod being the best one yet. Today's pod, the first pod back from vacation is an 
absolute T-boy. Jack, I have to ask you, though, before we kick off the show, what were your three biggest takeaways from the time on Block Island? Number one, walking on the sand is a strenuous workout. I mean, I'm schwitzing just thinking about it right now, Jack. Number two, salt water is the best hair product, and it's free. I'm sorry, Sephora, you can't bottle that, but you could. Number three, if you're at the ice cream truck and they accept cash only, buy a cone for the guy or the kid who didn't bring cash. That is a legendary move. Pay it forward. Someone did it for me twice over my trip. Did you end up doing it? Mint chocolate chip for the guy behind you? I haven't yet. I haven't yet paid it forward. I have a deficit. But it's a great idea. I love that takeaway, Jack. Nick, what were your three big takeaways from your time on Nantucket? Jack, thanks for asking. First takeaway, the best lobster rolls aren't served cold. They're served warm. Always toast the bun with butter. Second takeaway, always ask for an upgrade. Why not? You deserve it. And final takeaway, when you're on vacation, delete your alarm app. Or simply turn it off. It's also a good option. That's a good option, Jack. Yetis, we missed you very much while we were gone. Besties, thank you for letting us rest our vocal cords. We have a huge autumn planned for you this fall. This is a big autumn, Jack. What are you thinking over there? Stash that SPF right now. Drop that daiquiri. And cookie that crisp. Because, Yetis, it is time for the best one yet. Let's hit those three stories. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast Met in the dorm They had an idea That caused a cultural storm It's the best one yet But the best is the norm Jack, Nick, that's it I don't even think They need to practice 50% That's a fat tip T-Boy City on your at list If you know, you know Cause we ready to go We can't wait no more So just start the show The show. For our first story, Burger King is getting sued for shrinking its Whoppers, allegedly. It's another case of exaggerated advertising, but consumers are striking back. Jack, let's whip open the dictionary to kick off this story. Whopper definition, please give it to us. A Whopper is something huge. Jack, can you use that in a sentence for us? My nose may be big, but my dad, he's got a Whopper. You just insulted Big Ted, and I will not stand for it, Jack. Yet he's the Whopper. It also happens to be Burger King's biggest selling product. Their biggest burger of all the burgers. But Burger King has been sued. Because their Whopper is not Whopper enough. And who are the victims of this sad victim-full crime, Jack? The plaintiffs of this case are Whopper eaters who expected a bigger beef patty. And their claim, Jack, what is it? Burger King marketing shows a patty that bulges beyond the bun. But in real life, that patty hides in the bun like a shy turtle. They are claiming that these depictions of the Whopper are, get this, 35% bigger than the real Whopper. You order a Whopper, you think you need like five napkins and three hands for this thing. You know how many napkins you need? One. Wilder can easily handle this thing with his two tiny paws. I'm sorry, Jack, is this a Whopper or a slider? Can we get White Castle here as an expert witness? Nick, why don't you tell us what the plaintiffs in this case are demanding? What is this, a Whopper for ants? <laughs> <laughs> the plaintiffs are demanding $5 million and a promise from Burger King to stop rounding up in their marketing. Thank you for answering your own question on that one, Jack. <laughs> Where is the beef literally? Now, Burger King's response is that they're pretty clear that every Whopper has a quarter pound of beef. Burger King's huge team of lawyers believes that consumers understand that the burger in a commercial looks better than the burger in reality. But now a federal judge in Miami We'll decide if that's legit or not. I mean, honestly, Yetis, Jack and I have not seen this much controversy in the food business since, what'd you say, since FUNA? Since the FUNA thing? Subway's fake tuna scandal? Yeah, that was a disaster. But Yetis, here's what Jack and I found fascinating about this story. The biggest trend in fast food right now isn't pumpkin spice. 
It's false advertising. There have been a record number of lawsuits over misrepresentations of the fried food that we're ordering at the drive-thru. You walk in for a McFlurry, you walk out with a lawyer. Exhibit A, Taco Bell, they've been sued for their Crunchwrap Supreme being half as big as advertised. Exhibit B, Buffalo Wild Wings has been sued because their boneless wings are allegedly just chicken nuggets. Exhibit C, McDonald's Quarter Pounder. It was sued for the exact same reason as the Whopper. Yetis, we didn't just notice that false advertising is trending. We jumped in T-Boy style and get these numbers. In 2008, there were only 19 false advertising lawsuits filed against the fast food companies. And Jack, how many false advertising lawsuits were filed just this year? Over 100. Five times as many lawsuits as in 2008. Hey, Jack and I were sitting over vacation on the beach wondering, why is there a fast food false advertising lawsuit surge? The answer's our takeaway, and it's supersized. Naturally. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over in the food industry? Social media has turned consumers into regulators. Yeah, these fast food portions... They are getting smaller. Like, that's the real thing. Like, we have talked to you before on this podcast about the rise of shrinkflation. Instead of raising prices because of higher costs, many companies are just shrinking the portions. Well, in the past, consumers would just complain to themselves or call up their mothers-in-law and complain or just complain to some other people around them. But that's all we could do. Consumers couldn't validate their feeling that that burger patty, I'm telling you, it's getting smaller. But now they can. And it's all thanks to social media. You probably have three social media accounts where you can post visual evidence online about that measly McNugget you definitely overpaid for. And people are doing that. And then they are banding together to sue fast food with the confidence of the masses. Companies are being held accountable. In the past, maybe they would have gotten away with it. Would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you pesky kids. Because social media lets consumers post evidence for all to see. The way Jack and I see it, social media is turning consumers into regulators. For our second story, the biggest theme of the fall for stock markets, it's IPOs. IPOs are back, baby. For the first time in two years, big names are going public again. And I... P-O. Initial public offering. Honestly, the most exciting moment for a business. <laughs> Mazel tov. It's the bat mitzvah for a business. We are so, so proud of you. When you go from a private company to a publicly traded company, that is an IPO. It's when you go from a kid to an adult and you invite everyone you know and you celebrate with a huge party. There's a lot of champagne and there's a lot of manischewitz to that thing. And there's one DJ. Always one DJ. He's taking requests. Now, yet he's before an IPO, only insiders can own the stock of that company. But after an IPO, anybody can buy a stock on the stock market. But here's the problem, besties. For the last couple of years, the IPO market... It's been dead. It's been more frozen than north of the wall. It's been more stuck than everyone involved in IPOs who's stuck at Burning Man right now. Correct. But not anymore. Get this, Yetis. In the last few weeks, three big tech companies just filed to go public. Who are they, Jack? First, we got friend of the pod, Instacart. Instacart, the grocery delivery app they just filed to go public. Second, we got Arm. Arm, the computer chip company they just filed to go public. And third, we got Clavio. Clavio, the e-commerce marketing company also filed to go public. So why is this such a big deal that Instacart, Arm, and Clavio are all filing to go public at the same time? Well, it's such a big deal because these are the biggest IPOs in two years, literally. And they're happening 
at the same time. Yetis, let me back you up to 2021. That year, there was a record number of IPOs that we covered on this pod. How many do we have, Jack? What was the number here? There were 2,300 companies that all went public in the same year. And those 2,300 companies going public sold nearly half a trillion dollars of new stock to investors just in 2021. Rivian went public. Bumble went public. Robinhood went public. It was an IPO party and all of us got invited. But then in 2022, IPO proceeds fell by 60%. And get this, so far this year, IPOs have dropped another 50%. Like we said, more frozen than north of the wall. Like we said, IPOs have been dead. But in June, little Kava and their cannellini beans (laughs) tested the market with fast, casual Mediterranean stock. We're going to have to fact check those beans. But honestly, the IPO, it went well. The stock jumped. But it wasn't just Kava. In July, Oddity tested to see if investors wanted AI-developed makeup stock. And you know what? Investors did. The stock of Oddity jumped after its IPO. Now that Wall Street's August vacation is over, investors want some serious IPOs to go with their serious pumpkin spice lattes. Yes, they do. Because Instacart and Arm, their valuations are big. They're really big. What are they, Jack? Instacart and Arm's IPOs will be about 10 times bigger than Kava and Oddity's IPOs. IPOs, they're back, baby. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies who are everyone in the stock market? The theme of this fall isn't sweater weather. It's IPO weather. Yetis, the stock market, it elicits images of money and numbers and suits. But honestly, the stock market is actually all about confidence. And for nearly two years, CEOs have had no confidence in this stock market. No, they have not. Starting in January 2021, stocks fell 25%, layoffs hit companies, and then interest rates got jacked up. No one was confident. And due to that lack of confidence, CEOs weren't going to debut their stock with an IPO. They weren't going to host a -a once-in-a-lifetime business bat mitzvah in a bad market. But today, the economy's looking solid, numbers are up across the board, and consumers are still spending. And most important, the stock market has clawed back over the past two years close to an all-time high. Just like Stella, when she got her groove back, so have stock markets. That's why this fall, don't cozy up with a sweater. Cozy up with an IPO. Don't go apple picking. Go pick an investment banker. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mull wine. Mull over what stock you're going to (laughs) buy. Canva. Six years ago, Nick and I were designing the pitch deck for our media company. Yeah, we didn't want it to look like some amateur college PowerPoint. We wanted to impress investors. So we made our first pitch deck on Canva. Canva is the easy-to-use online design platform for presentations, social media posts, physical flyers, anything you can design. Canva turns you into a digital da Vinci, delighting your audience with design. They got these color palettes that you can use. It makes your work look beautiful. We used presentation templates that were available for free and then customized them for our company. And guess what? That summer, we sold that company, Market Snacks, thanks to the deck we built with Canva. Oh, and funny thing, we still use Canva today for all our design projects. So Yetis, start designing today at canva.com. Canva designed for work. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yetis, how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottled it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yetis, bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. 
And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. Oh, and by the way, what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. For our third and final story, Deion Sanders has made the University of Colorado football team the team of college football this season. Coach Prime shows the power of executives walking in their workers' shoes. Jack, if we're going to whip up this story, let's start with a loser. Can we talk about a losing record here? Last year, the University of Colorado's Buffalo's football team they went 1-11. They went 1-11. Not a great record. Did not expect an auspicious start from them. And the first game this year for the Buffaloes, they played TCU, who played in the national championship game last year. Okay, so let's add this up. We had the team that almost won a national championship game playing against Colorado, which only won a single game last year. Guess what happened on Saturday, though? Talk to me, Jack. Talk to us. Colorado won in a shocking thrilling 45-42 to 42 victory on the road in Texas. And here's the key, Yetis. That game was actually the first game for Colorado under their new head coach, Deion Sanders. A.K.A. Primetime. Primetime. And why do they call him Primetime, Jack? Deion Sanders is the only player ever to play in both the Super Bowl and a World Series. Deion Sanders is the best athlete of the 90s, and maybe we'll include Jordan in that. Because Deion Sanders was the rare two-sport professional athlete. Get this, Yetis. Deion Sanders played in the NFL with the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, among other teams. And he also played in Major League Baseball with the Atlanta Braves, the New York Yankees, and the San Francisco Giants, plus other teams. And he can pass. Now this Super Bowl-winning World Series-playing Deion Sanders is turning around a college football team. But Deion Sanders isn't just the head coach of the University of Colorado. Oh, he is not, is he, Jack? He's also the father of the team. Literally. Literally. Because Yeti's Colorado's quarterback is Shador Sanders, who threw 500 yards on Saturday. That's Coach Deion Sanders' son. Oh, and how about Shiloh Sanders, who got 10 tackles in that big win for Colorado on Saturday? He led the team in tackles, and that's Deion's other son. Yeah, they're both on the team coached by Deion. You got Coach Prime, and then you got Prime Jr. and Prime the Third. Now we know what you're thinking, Yeti's. He can't be the father <laughs> of the whole team. <laughs> that's true. Well, the rest of the University of Colorado. Colorado football team isn't related to Deion Sanders. But they're basically his family. Because guess what? 57 players transferred to the University of Colorado this past season just to play for Deion. We have to repeat that. I'm sorry, Jack. Can you sit down, stand up, and get back on the bench again, please? 57 young men left their campuses to come to Boulder, Colorado to play for Coach Deion Sanders. That is emotional, Jack. Nick, if you want, I could do a whole halftime speech right now. <laughs> I could quote any given Sunday. I like the vibes <laughs> you're putting out. But Yetis, you're probably wondering, why did so many players transfer? for why is this football team even winning right now? And why do we have this story on this podcast, which is about business? Because of our takeaways. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies who are everyone in business? Just like the best coaches used to be players, 
the best CEOs used to be workers. Yeah, it is. Dion's players are playing for Dion because Dion has walked in their shoes. Dion Sanders played four years at Florida State University and then 14 years in the NFL. But after that, he also coached little kids football. And then he coached high school kids. And now he's coaching college kids. That's why Dion is an outstanding recruiter. He is respected by all the players for coaching at every level of the game. Well, Yetis, Jack and I saw this story and we thought of an important business lesson. Executives can have the same thing. Executives who've walked in the shoes of their workers have an advantage. For example, Mary Barra, CEO of General Motors, began her career inspecting fenders at a Pontiac assembly line. And look at Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney. He used to report the weather for an ABC affiliate, which was one of Disney's TV stations. Bob Iger used to be a weatherman. Both Mary and Bob, like Dion, are respected and prolific leaders. Because the best coaches used to be players and the best CEOs used to be workers. Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for our first pod back? Burger King and many other fast food chains are being sued for false advertising. Because consumers can post pictures on social media, we can hold companies accountable. Consumers are acting like regulators. For our second story, after a two-year IPO drought, the market is back with Instacart and Arm both going public. Yetis, this fall isn't about sweaters, apple picking, or mulled wine. This fall is about IPOs. And our third and final story is Deion Sanders. He's turned the University of Colorado into the team of college football this year. The lesson for business? Executives should walk in the shoes of their workers just like Deion. But yet he's, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. We have got two major events in the next week that could shake up the economy, don't we, Jack? First, one week from today, on September 12th, Apple is unveiling the new iPhone. iPhone sales have been slowing, so why not just launch a new iPhone 15? Do not buy an iPhone today. It'll be $100 less next week. And second, on September 14th, workers at Ford, General Motors, and Chrysler could all go on strike. Stella got its groove back. So have labor unions. <laughs> yes, she did. Oh, time for the best fact yet. This one whipped up by Jack and me over vacation. Jimmy Buffett, who I like to refer to as James Buffet, sadly passed away this past weekend. The man who created a whole new genre of music, Island Escapism. I blew out my flip-flop. And stepped on a Pop-Tart. He wasn't just a musician, though. He was an early pioneer in turning musical success into a broad array of business enterprises. That was doing $2 billion a year in revenues. He named the company Margaritaville, which was the only song of his that hit number one on the Billboard charts. And he expanded that song into resorts and cruises and restaurants and smoothie machines. And a Sirius XM radio station we can all still listen to today. One song, Margaritaville, was doing $2 billion a year in entertainment revenue. One song spawned a business empire. Yetis, you're looking fantastic, Jack. You are still glowing over there. <laughs> this is a real tan. <laughs> You know, I wasn't questioning you, but now I'm going to start questioning it. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a real tan. You sound as guilty as a guy who hasn't given a free cone to the guy behind him, Jack. Yeah, and this burger is a quarter pounder, isn't it? <laughs> Yetis, Jack and I love being back with you. If you know, you know. Thanks for making today another T-Boy. Celebrate the wins. Celebrate the wins. 
And before we go, a happy birthday to Letty Trina Lim all the way over in Singapore. And happy birthday to Richard Hu in New York City. And J.K. Pierce is turning 30 down in Longview, Texas. Happy birthday. And happy birthday to Chris Smazinski, turning 56 in St. Charles, Illinois. And a happy birthday to Dinesh Agascar, who's having a birthday over in Bangkok, Thailand. And Bon Voyage have a fantastic trip to Amanda Alviso, her first solo trip without her daughter. Not too shabby. Although I'm sure she misses her daughter. Eat, love, pray. <laughs> this is Jack. I own stock of Bumble, Disney, and Ford. And Nick and I both own stock of Apple and Robinhood. Dude, awesome work. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Great that was dance. amazing. Great chance. Great, great. great, great job. So let's just redo it from the... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. That was amazing. If you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you, like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus. For more deep dive and daily business content, listen to Wondery, the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, and many more, Wondery means business.